The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Hello, everyone. I'm Marissa Kleist, subbing in for Reba since she is out of town. And I'm Eric Osnes with Home Street Bank. Welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome to Open House of Team Reba, where every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we bring you information on real estate and finance and always have on good, interesting, special guests, just like today. Right, Marissa? Yes. Today, we have Tom Watson here in the studio. Oh! <laughs> That's right. Welcome, welcome, Tom. <laughs> now, you're not the famous golfer, right? <laughs> no, and there's a... The president of IBM was named Tom Watson. It's a pretty common name, but those aren't me. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to have to re- rechange all my questions then for you. So I wanted to know about the PGA Tour, but I guess we'll uh, actually know. Tom is uh, project manager with um, with the Recycling Environmental Services for King County and going to be talking about some interesting programs that King County has going on. So welcome, Tom. Yeah, thanks. Great so, to be here. Yep. And Marissa, you are uh, uh, Reba's uh, able, able um, sidekick, and you're helping her keep the business afloat while she's off in Panama, right, enjoying some rays? Wow. Yeah, I am. We've got a lot going on while she's out, but I think our team's very capable. So with our two other assistants, Jessica and Angela, we'll keep things running right along. Very cool. Well, and just a reminder, too, this is a live call-in show. If you have questions regarding real estate or finance or anything for our guest, please give us a ring. You can call us toll-free at 866-712-1300. And what's your contact information, Marissa? You can reach me at info at teamreba.com or marissa at teamreba.com. That's right, because we're always taking questions off the air, and we have people emailing us in after after the show, or maybe some are just a little bit chicken to call us call us up while the show's running. We won't bite. No, no, Everybody not at all. We're always happy in. here to answer your questions, and, and uh, so you can um, reach, uh, reach your real estate-related re- questions as info at teamreba.com. If you have finance-specific questions and you'd like confidentially to talk about those, you can also reach me at Eric is my banker is my Twitter handle or email is Eric at Eric is my banker.com. That's uh, E R I C. And as we kind of get into, uh, get into our show today, um, should we talk a little bit about, about the market, about rates? Yeah. I think that sounds like a good All plan. Right. Well, for, for weeks we've been talking about the federal reserve meeting and their big June meeting speculation about whether they'll increase interest rates or not. The fed is meeting today and tomorrow Uh, Tomorrow, most likely around 11 o'clock or so in the morning, they'll make an announcement on what they're going to do with interest rates. The consensus right now is that – I need a drum roll from our producer, David, here. Actually, the the consensus is absolutely nothing. We we don't think that we're going to see any uh, any change to rates, at least at, at this meeting. Uh, you know, we're we're just kind of keeping a, uh, an eye on on what's going on in in the world economy, especially. There's a tremendous amount of weakness out there. In fact, uh, the news in the financial markets today was that Germany uh, just issued um, a, a series of bonds at negative 
interest rates. Can they do that? They can do that. Uh, it's, it's essentially a move of desperation. Other countries have done this recently, most notably Denmark and Sweden and Japan. And uh, what happens is if you buy this bond, you know, from the, from the German government, at the, if you hold that bond to maturity, uh, you'll get back less than what you initially invested. Doesn't that sound like a great deal? Um, so who would be buying these? I'm not sure I w- would partake. It's, it's, it's almost more of a, um, a hedge. I mean, nobody intends to keep these, these, these bonds for their full maturity. They think they'll hopefully increase in value. Uh, but it's a way to stimulate the economy to spur investing. They want people borrowing uh, rather than saving at, at this point. They want them spending to to get the economies their economies moving along, and it's sort of a desperate act to make that happen. Little little bit goofy there, though, huh? Yeah, I I wouldn't understand how that would uh, stimulate growth, but I mean, it, it, it makes sense, right? Well, and the other part of it, it's it's. Um, you know, let's say that you're a, a big, uh, I don't know, a bank, and you have a whole bunch of money on deposit, and it's sitting on the sidelines, and you're being charged a negative interest rate on it. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, that's going to penalize uh, banks or large institutions holding large deposits to almost force them to get that money out there, to lend that money to get it working in the system and, and, and further boost the economies. So interesting times right now uh, in, in the financial markets. They're, they're, uh, they're a little bit upside down right now. Um, the good news as part of that is the bad news when we're speaking of mortgage rates is good. And mortgage rates are still at, at record lows. As a matter of fact, we dropped down a little bit this week from last week. Uh, conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate loans uh, we're sitting right around 3.625%, 3.58%. Uh, 15-year fixed rates under 3%, around 2.875. FHA, uh, 30-year fixed rates hovering right around 3.375, uh, which is some of the lowest I've seen in, in my career. And uh, jumbo rates are hovering at right around the 3.625% mark. So, oh, wow. so money is is uh, you know on the on the mortgage side of it very very affordable. Some of the best that we've we've actually seen. So it's a good time if anyone's interested in refinancing or out there to get buy that home. You know, uh, it's your uh, apparently American duty to get out there and stimulate the economy because uh, heavens knows we we need it a little bit right now. So that's the kind of our our, our wrap up on on interest rates right now. Marissa, you want to introduce our guest? Absolutely. Yes, yeah, you already we, did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. We had Tom Watson here, project manager for the Recycling and Environmental Services over at King County. Right. That's right. So, so <laughs> welcome, Tom. And, and you're here to talk about a pretty cool program. Uh, a couple, we're going to talk about a few things today. Uh, but, um, but uh, you know, a couple, uh, the, the one that, uh, that really caught, caught our attention was Thread Cycle. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, the idea with ThreadCycle, it's almost more of a, a concept than a program. It's the idea that when you're donating things to um, thrift stores, all of us, um, when, we're, when we're moving, when a family member passes away, and even in our, our regular life, we have so, so many possessions that we need to cull them sometimes and donate them and the the idea with thread cycle is that you can donate clothing even if it's um stained or torn and that instead of going to the thre- 
the thrift stores, uh, for them to resell it, those go to recycling markets. Got it. And so it's expanding the idea of, of what you can donate to, to different charities. And the Thread Cycle program in King County has participating charities, and that's all on the website. You can just search for a Thread Cycle and find it, King County Thread Cycle. And um, many of the major ones, such as Goodwill and Salvation Army, uh, Value Village and the charities they work with, they, they are participating in this. So if you, if you aren't sure, check with them. But then you can just, um, instead of worrying about, um, you know, well, you know, they won't want my socks with holes in it or my, my T-shirt with a little stain, just throw it all in together and they will sort it out. And that, uh, that encourages people to, to donate more. And, it, and it's a cool thing. People really like it that it really expands recycling, for one thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was surprised. I looked into some of the stats, and it looks like out of um, everything that's donated, only about 5% is actually resold in like the Goodwill or the Salvation Army. So all those other donations, it's awesome that they're a- able to recycle them. I think that really varies, and, and those, that's the percentage that is – that is resold maybe locally, and some of it may be resold other places. But um, it is good to to expand the amount of things that, that people can bring in, basically just to make it easier for people to to donate items. It's really better to to try to reduce the amount of of um, waste, even if it's for recycling and reuse, that we're creating by um, buying secondhand, buying at at um, thrift stores and. And they used to, there used to be sort of a stigma to that, but now there's some really high-end stuff you can get at consignment stores and thrift stores. Oh, absolutely. So it's, it's really changed, and, and there's such a competition now among the thrift stores to, to get donations, because especially when the economy was down. Oh, sure, sure. And, and that's, that's one reason a lot it's of them... It's a cutthroat them, industry, <laughs> this, uh, this is, yeah. It is. That's why they want to participate in this program, because it makes it easier for people to donate if they can just throw everything in there. The only real limitations, if something is wet, or if it was like a rag that was used to wipe up um, oil or something, oh, if sure, it's smelly sure. or moldy or wet, then then you put that in the garbage. But wow. But anything... Anything but else? anything else? Yes. You know, I, I, I've just recently been going through and, and, and just purging stuff from from my house and, and getting it all cleaned up and and uh you know i've i've um i've uh, used quite a few of your king county services you know down they know me pretty well down at the bow lake uh oh yeah know, transfer station there fantastic place that's uh, one of so our nicest stations it's, it's new people driving on i-5 can see it it's that big structure right oh it's beautiful east of i-5 and that's well, one of our most most beautiful places. And part of my background, I've done I've done a, a fair amount of renovating homes and things like that. And and so I have a dump trailer where you know I can go up and push the button and the the trailer dumps just like a dump truck. Man, that place I can pull in. I get the VIP treatment. Go right on in. I've I've never had to wait. And and even checking out, it's all automated. You know, you just you know hit your debit card and. 
and uh, you know it's it's super fast, super efficient. So I've, yeah, save on some manual labor <laughs> there. I get excited about this. I think that's pretty good, pretty good deal because uh, you know I remember growing up going to the dump, and it's like it, it took a long time to you don't have to, to do it. Uh, get in there everything. as long. I guess right. So it probably of course, benefits. I for know. The, for of course, the, we, we also got to bring our BB guns and shoot at anything that moved in the pile. You know, I don't think <laughs> you can do the that bad these old days. days Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Suppose you can't do that anymore, can you? <laughs> no. Oh, that's so cool. Well, uh, so so um, we're going to be um, talking more about this Threadbare program, but uh, or ThreadCycle, excuse me. <laughs> Threadbare, so, I like that too. So, so pretty much anything, uh, as long as it's not completely soiled and everything, will work for this. And and the, so it's not like there's King County collection sites for it. You just take it to Value Village or Salvation Army or or any participating. Uh, you know, a recycler. Yes, and those are all listed on our website. And yeah. just real just real quickly, some of them, Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Puget Sound, Northwest Center, some of the ones I already mentioned, like Salvation Army and Goodwill. Well, hold that thought. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about Fred Cycle with Tom Watson from King County. Stay tuned. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Marissa Kleist from Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side. Boy, that's a mouthful. I, no, I don't know how Reba does it every time. <laughs> I get tongue-tied every, every time. Well, that's speaking of uh, tied and, uh, oh, that was a bad lead-in, but we're talking with Tom Watson, famous golfer. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> yeah, Tom Watson with King County. And and Tom's talking about the thread cycle program, and and so Tom, we are just go rolling into the break, but but let's kind of summarize. So if you've got stuff that's junky and it's got holes in it, and and uh, they're not going to be able to sell it at the local thrift store, you can still give it to the local thrift store, uh, 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 participating ones, and they're gonna they're gonna turn around and recycle that, correct? Yes, the idea is that there are recycling markets for those materials. They can go as as filler in in um, I don't know carpet padding things like that. Uh, um, there are a number of uses. Wiping rags. There's a local company called Buffalo Industries. Oh, sure. And you you could go to McClendon's Hardware or or a local um, yeah the orange rag store and they and they have um, and sometimes they they're just white cotton T-shirts. Okay. That that they've cut up and they they make way, great rags. I just got some of those myself, and so so there are uses for for the items that that can't be resold. But the uh, it, it's really better to to buy durable clothing that that will last for a long time that won't wear out, and and that's better. And and if you when you're done with it, if it is in good enough shape to donate it, then the thrift stores can make money reselling it because because that really helps them. Like Goodwill as the Great job training programs, for example. And Marissa mentioned uh, at the break the the Macklemore song um, thrift store thrift shop that that really did help the whole the whole movement. And and I don't know if everyone realizes that that was partly filmed at the main Goodwill store, the main Seattle Goodwill store, yes. just a few blocks from where we are now. 
they 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 film um, part of. It. Actually, it wasn't the main Goodwill store. It was I think it was filmed at their their um, their discount store, their whatever they call it, which is also close by. But it was, that's a funny video, and it was a huge hit as a video and a and a song. Yeah, I definitely Absolutely. think it made. Um, shopping in a thrift store more tr- of a trendy thing, which is great. You know, getting all the young people to recycle and reuse. It's really well, great. I, and I, I think that's fantastic. I still my fond some of my fondest memories growing up uh, was going with my grandpa, and we'd go to the thrift store, you know, Goodwill and or Salvation Army, and you know, he'd say, "Here's a dollar, you know, buy anything you want." And uh, man, that was exciting, <laughs> you know, for me as a little kid. I'm like. Just like anything, really, this place is huge. What can I get? And, and uh, you know, so that was always so much fun. It's great. You never know what you're going to find. It's like shopping for treasures. It's pretty exciting. And at a thrift store, especially a few a few years ago at least, when when you were little, the, a dollar went a long way. <laughs> Not quite as far anymore. But, um, no, it, uh, it, it sort of um, ran in the family being thrifty like that. And, and uh you know, I, I think some people attach a stigma to it. And boy, I sure don't. I, I, no. we all, I love a good bargain. It's always fun, fun to do. And my, um, my grandpa collected irons of all things. Oh. They're wow. called flat irons or sad irons. And, uh, and he would, um, he would uh, call my dad up and he'd say, Hey, um, go into the store and go into the women's dresses and look behind the size 12s and there's an iron back there. <laughs> and on Wednesday, it's 50% off. So then just go in and get it and, and buy it on that day. So my grandpa would actually go in and he'd hide things around the store and then just wait for the 50% off day. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But, did he start uh, like an iron museum or did you inherit those? He, I, uh, yeah, yes and yes. Yeah, I actually did. And uh, he was published actually. On, wow. It started as a joke. Somebody just gave him one as a joke and then more people started giving him and pretty soon he's got a the largest collection on the west coast it was sort oh, of wow. funny i think but, that's uh, pretty common that happened with my my cousin with toasters she had a couple odd toasters and then and then everyone started giving them to her and and then finally she just gave them all away a lot of times no no more toasters fascinating we donate that, them yeah <laughs> boy what toaster am i going to use this morning for yeah. my for my toast yeah well very cool so 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 uh tom with the with the threadbird program let's run through real quick um again the the list of who um, where you can donate. Yes, the, the official participating sponsors or uh, participating organizations in King County, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Puget Sound, Northwest Center, Salvation Army, Goodwill, the Seattle Goodwill, and the Olympics and Rainier Region Goodwill, Site Connection, it used to be Community Services for the Blind. Oh, sure. They're the ones that will call your, your home sometime and do pickups. We've done a lot of those. Tech Screen, U.S. Again, and Value Village. Value Village is actually a private company, but they work with a lot of charities such as Northwest Center right. and, and Site Connection, um, and they're, they're participating too. But there may be other places that would accept the, the torn and stained items, even if they're not participating, if they're outside the county, for example, or, sure. or even in the county. So it doesn't hurt to ask. Um, some, some smaller um, thrift stores, they might, they might not necessarily want the, the torn and stained clothing because they, it, it's harder for them to process it, and they just want things they can resell. So, it's, so if you're not sure, it's, it's good to ask. 
Absolutely. And I also noticed um, some of those that you just mentioned do uh, do the home pickups. You can yes. schedule either online or by calling them. So that's always a good option as well. Yes, I, th- I think um, among those are Northwest Center, Site Connection, and I think uh, Salvation Army. Well, you know, and, and, and so this is good all around. I mean, from an from a, a, um, economic standpoint, uh, when you donate to a, a, a charity, you know, at least my CPA tells me every Get sort of garbage right bag I, I donate is, <laughs> is good for, you know, one or two hundred dollars. And uh, and so you've got that benefit. You've got the benefit of reducing the, the amount that's going into our landfills. You've got the benefit of reusing our, our materials, which is just good, good all around. And, and plus, we're providing uh, jobs for the folks that are sorting and doing all of that. Is so that those are all great benefits. And then also conserving the resources that would be made, that would be used to make the new clothing. Sure. Cloth- making clothing, a lot of it is done in, in um, developing countries around the world right. under really tough conditions. Right. That's one of the most, um, it can be very damaging sometimes, clothing production uh, environmentally and socially. And so if you are, are buying a shirt at a thrift store, then you, then you don't have those, Im- those impacts already happened the first time when the first person purchased it and you're not, you're not adding to that. So that, that can be a benefit Got as it. well. Sure. Sure. Well, that makes, that makes sense. So, wow. And, and, um, now, are you working also with, uh, you know, let's say Goodwill, for instance, that they hire people to sort? And are those uh, those folks, uh, do you know anything about about that type of a program? I know a little bit about it. It's a, it's a real um, intensive um, sort of production line and a lot of people involved. And uh, I, have, I have toured the, the main Goodwill um, mm-hmm. yeah. production place near here. And, and there, there's a lot to it. They um, they they have some people trained to to spot the valuable items, and so so maybe there's vintage clothing. It's fairly common. Someone, you know, an older person passes away, and their grandkids or someone are clearing out their stuff, and they just put everything in the in the donation boxes. And these people at at the places that sort, they can they can spot this. You know, five hundred dollar women's vintage coat, and the, yeah, some Chanel fur from yes. you know the 20s and then and then the uh, now some of the thrift stores have have a special boutique areas where the the uh, vintage stuff yeah is sold. i've seen that i have a couple friends that really enjoy going to that area specifically for you know, looking for those deals they can you know buy them and i think they turn around and sell them on ebay you know make a profit Yes, and, and, yeah. and it can be very competitive, and sometimes dealers will come in early in the morning and try to cherry pick the best stuff, and and that's you know that's their right. They're trying to make money too, but but the the stores don't necessarily want the the dealers to snatch all the good stuff, and and so they 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 try Got different it. ways, yeah. of, you know, filtering stuff in through the day to make sure everyone has a chance. Wow, How, what sort of volume are you are you dealing with right now? you know, with this program? How, how, is it like tonnage or how, how do you keep track of all of that? It's, it's hard to say. Um, the individual charities may have some, they have some recycling percentages, but I'm not sure. And they're, they're changing all the time. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I can't really give any exact, exact figures on that. But the cha- this is the second year of our program and the charities have been very interested in participating again. They are, they are really seeing some value from it, um, it's. I'm not sure if 
if some of them can even easily figure out the exact percentage because they go to different places and different stores with the sorting, but it's substantial. Got it. Now, and, and are the charities, are they compensated for what they're donating into the Thread Cycle program or how, how's it no, work No, and it's not, it's not really donated to the, it, it doesn't go into the Thread Cycle program. It's just the it, Thread Cycle really, really is sort of a concept and, and it just means that that these these participating charities will be taking items I see that that um they didn't used to necessarily take it before they would just put that stuff in the garbage that they couldn't resell possibly I see and now at least they're publicizing more that there is a recycling market and that they want that stuff got it got it got I mean it. and and we used to tell the public people would ask us well well, what about clothing recycling? I, I have stuff and I can't donate it because it's ripped up. What do I do with that? And I would tell them I do a lot of all kinds of public outreach. And I had a column in the Seattle Times for a while. And, and, and I'm always answering questions. And we would say, well, well, you'll either have to throw those in the garbage or maybe you can use them for rags at home or something. But now I can say, go if, if, they're, if they're clean right. and not soiled, go ahead and put them in your donation bag and they will get recycled. And people love that. Got it. Yeah, I, that's something I didn't know either. I just had thrown out a pair of shoes, and I'm regretting it now. You know, old shoes I had from a long time ago, that's something they also take and recycle. And that's something I've done. Um, I, I walk a lot and go through a lot of shoes, and 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 they say they want all shoes, even if you have one shoe. <laughs> yeah, I saw and, that one shoe or one sock. <laughs> you know, everybody has all those one socks, the mysterious dryer monster. <laughs> This is too funny. So, yeah, well, I, I, you know, what's shocking to me is when I look at donating, how many things I'm like still wearing, and I'm like, oh, you know, if I donate it, nobody's going to even want to buy that. So, why the heck am I still wearing it? So, yeah, I suppose I could, I, I can just, I'm just going to show up, Tom, and give you my whole sock drawer <laughs> because I don't think I have any that don't have a, a hole or two in them, you know, something like that. Well, when we come back from the break, maybe I can talk a little bit about a related program. Um, are repair events and repair groups that can Absolutely. actually repair. That sounds interesting. They can repair some of these things. We, even the holes in my socks? Yes. Well, stay tuned. This, sounds, this is riveting here. I want to find out about more about this. So stay tuned when we come back. Uh, more with Tom Watson from King County. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House. I'm Marissa Kleiss with Team Reba, REMAX Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. And we have with us Tom Watson from King County. Tom's going to be talking, talking uh, been talking with us about the Thread Cycle program, which is, uh, I, I love it. And, uh, and you've got another uh, very interesting program that, that you're running, Tom. Tell us about that. The newest program for the eco-consumer public outreach, um, the newest project for the uh, public outreach program that I manage, um, it's repair groups. And so all over South King County so far, we, we go to a community center or a senior center for a four-hour event, and we will fix anything that people bring in to keep it out of the landfill and to save people money. And so um, you can bring in all kinds of household items. We say that if it's, if it's small enough for you to carry it in, 
you you can bring it um and and Fantastic. we and we have expert uh fixers who will we have um all purpose fixers we call them and then sewing fixers so clothing items and and they have actually fixed um the sewing fixers have have patched up the ho- holes in my socks, <laughs> as, you, as you mentioned. They they have done some more some much more elaborate clothing repairs. The all purpose fixers have fixed fans and chairs and lamps and computers and all kinds of things. And it's just so much fun. People people come in. It's all, it's all free. So it's it's been just a a very enjoyable thing to do. They've had them other places. Some. Some places they call them repair cafes, and sure. we, call, we call some of ours that too. And and they've had them in in Portland and some in in Seattle, not necessarily heavily publicized. And so now we're doing it in South Kent County. We have the next one tomorrow in Kent at the Kent Senior Center, the Kent, okay. Kent Senior Activity Center downtown, from three to seven. And so so we'll be there. Then then we have one in Renton. Um, and it's that's going to be exciting because it will be our first outdoor um, repair event, repair cafe, and it's at the Renton Farmers Market on Tuesday, July twelfth. Excellent. So I've got a broken, I don't know, uh, appliance. Let's say it's a toaster, something like yes. that. Yes. Or I mean, you can break look anything at like that. Yeah. Yes, and and we we can't promise that we'll be able to fix it, but we have sure. been fixing. Roughly seventy to eighty percent of the items that come in, either either fixing or helpfully diagnosing it. Sometimes course, they yeah. have to say, "Well, you need a certain part," and we can get online and right there and say, "Here's the part you need. If you if you get the part, you could come back the next time, or you could do it yourself." So so sometimes we need to help them out, but a lot of the, a lot of times we can fix the things right there. Well, that's great, and that's all free of charge, right? Yes. That's it's great. it's to keep things out of the landfill. It's a it's a community of service, and, yeah. And people people really enjoy it. It's it's different. It, um, I I invite uh, you and your listeners to to stop by sometime. Um, we, um, Marissa, you're based on the east side. Um, I'm up here in Queen Anne. Oh, okay. But I go down to Renton, so quite a bit. I'm all over in Bellevue, Kent, so and, I can and, definitely stop by. And there are some um, in the in Seattle sometimes also. And I just wanted to throw out for all these things we're talking about, people can contact me anytime, email me at work or through our website, and, and I'll give you more specifics on when we're yeah, having these events or answering um, what's, what's the best contact for you, Tom? Email is tom.watson at kingcounty.gov. All right. That's easy. And you can also um, find the information on all of these repair events and on ThreadCycle, um, on our eco-consumer website. And you could just um, search King County Eco Consumer. The the shortcut website address is KC for King sure. County KCEcoConsumer dot com. Okay, got it. And and so um, we're we're easily found and have a lot of information on there. So so you think that you um, you could see yourselves or people you know going to these repair events? You think that? That, well, n- not not myself. Well, I I I, I conduct my own uh, repair cafe pretty much every weekend. So you, you know? <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of people can do a lot of their own fixing, and that's great. Sometimes people people need need a little help. For example, Absolutely. a guy, and we actually invite people to contact me directly if if they have something they want to know whether you know they th- they think we could fix it and. 
we generally say yes. But so a guy uh, called me a few days ago, and he has a Bosch jigsaw. Mm-hmm. And he was a fixer. He, he sounded maybe kind of like you, where he fixes things himself, but he hasn't been able to fix it. So I think he's going to bring it in tomorrow at Kent, and we're, we'll see if we can fix it. We can get online and, and look at the guide, and maybe maybe we'll be able to fix that. So so all kinds of things well, like that. You know, so many so many of our appliances and things like that are are actually fairly simple and easy to repair. If you just know a little bit about it or some basic mechanics or some basic electronics or, or you know, in a lot of our, our, our modern tools and electronics, there's just components that you can just replace. And if you do that, you're going to save yourself so much money. And uh, and I think this is a fantastic program. I mean, we look at, at uh, what you might pay a, a service person to come out uh, to uh, replace a belt or a washer or a switch, and they might charge you a couple hundred dollars to do that. When really, the switch or the you know the the part might be a few dollars, and uh, and, and the rest is just labor and and having somebody show up. Or worst case, you know somebody says, "Oh, my vacuum stopped working. Uh, I'll just throw it in the garbage and, and go buy a new one." And honestly, that's what most of us do, myself included. These mm-hmm. days, it's so. It's so easy to buy things on Amazon or at the store. It just doesn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. it, it just takes seconds, and then a day or two later, it arrives it in the mail. Up at your door. Even large items now, and and we're really trying to encourage people to to reduce the amount of waste by buying more durable products. And right. that's that's something that we always a good plan that yeah. we can illustrate through these repair events. I mean, we understand that a lot of people aren't necessarily going to have the time or be willing to do the fixing themselves, even if they knew how to do it. So, so if they, so if we can help fix the, the durable items and then show people that it makes more sense, I mean, we'll have people bring in items and we'll say, you know, unfortunately this item, it was, it was, it isn't a very durable item um, and wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't very expensive. And I mean, we don't judge people, but we, we let them know, we can't necessarily fix it, right? Unless Next time, buy better quality. But, yeah, yeah, and we don't we don't want to judge people because all of us want to save money and things. But it, but they just see by the example they they think. Well, wow! Maybe next time I'll get something more durable that I Absolutely. that I don't have to repair or throw well, away. So you're teaching somebody to actually be think a little bit more long term about that sort of thing, and, and maybe if they're hanging around watching a, you know their their old broken thing get repaired, that's going to help them learn something a little bit too. It's like, hey, that wasn't that hard to do. That that's really the idea that that sure. we want people to sit there with us and 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 learn how to do it if they if they want to. Sure. And another really cool aspect of this program that we just started, we've had seven of these repair events so far. And and at the last one, or the last two, I guess, for the first time, we now we have these student apprentice fixers. And something I just learned about a few months ago, I'm probably the last person to, to know about this, but all over the, the area and I think over the, all over the country, the um, student robotics teams, robotics yes. thing is oh, real, yeah. really a, a huge thing. It's part of the whole STEM emphasis Absolutely. in education, science, technology, yes, engineering, math, right. I think it is. So, mm-hmm. so we have these student uh, um, apprentice fixers from the Highline High School robotics team. Sure. And this is like a champion. And there's a bunch they of these, absolutely are, these yeah. robotics teams. That's right. uh, this one has been to the national competition in St. Louis. So these kids, so far we've had... A, um, um, 
a girl and two boys aged 14 to 18, and they are just whizzes. I mean, we are <laughs> our veteran fixers. We have a guy, most of them are retired folks, and we have a guy who was a, um, Paul, who was a, a college um, chemistry professor for 40 years, and now, and he loves to fix stuff and do woodworking, and he's yeah. sort of in awe of these kids that are, you know, can take apart cell phones and computers and things. So it's, and, and like it's really nothing fun. flat. So <laughs> how, do you, how do you get your repair specialists? Are these folks that volunteer? They are ba- they are basically volunteers. We recruit them just through through people we hear about or friends of friends. But we to to try and and make sure that that um, that they know that we value them. We we provide all of our fixers a one hundred dollar stipend um, to cover their time and expenses oh, per nice. per event. Sure. And so some people will use that to some of them have to drive aways and they use their own supplies. Like for the sewing fixing, they'll use that $100 to cover their own costs. Others will donate that. And for the students, they yeah. um, they use that stipend. That goes to support their uh, robotics team and as a kind of a fundraiser for their robotics team. So Excellent. Are you looking for volunteers? For we'd be that? interested. They should. They can contact me. Um, once again, it's tom.watson at, at kingcounty.gov. Got it. Okay. And, and they... Um, and let me know if they're skilled. We're getting a, a kind of a good, a good um, core of of people, but we're we're definitely interested in doing it. But we were we're working really hard. Another reason we have to give the stipend is because people are sort of spent. You know, I I coordinate it. I'm not a fixer myself, but we're just trying to get stuff in there and fix it. And we're and there the our fixers are like working working hard for for four hours straight a lot right. of times they, they, they're they're really putting their their heart into it yeah oh that's super fun that marissa you do any of your own repairs um so i'm kind of like one of those people that has that pile that you know you, you know you'll get to it at some point but it just keeps getting bigger and big, bigger and then i end up donating it so for me this would be great even just having a set time knowing okay if i take this pile down to kent it'll get fixed it's just nice having something on your calendar it's just like you know, not necessarily higher in your priority list. So just having the option of, you know, having a set time and place to go and be like, all right, I'll get to have all these clothes <laughs> fixed for free. And then, you know, just a much better alternative than me getting out my sewing kit and spending a couple hours because that's probably how long it would take because I'm not so handy. <laughs> and, don't, and don't necessarily bring in a whole pile no, at once because... My pile is probably like three pieces. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And maybe there there would be... Some things that maybe you've tried to fix yourself, right? Too, like that zippers are always a tricky one for me, and they can even be challenging for some of our fixers. And as I said, we don't want to promise that we can fix everything, <laughs> but um, z- zippers are one of the more challenging ones. Yeah. Really? So just bring in your your complex electronics, but no zippers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you can bring it in, but 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 you they don't necessarily have a zipper that's going to fit. Maybe they, that's the kind of thing they won't have many supplies of. Maybe you can Never bring really your thought own about in. that. Bring yeah. your own in and make sure it, make sure it works. Well, let's just replace okay. it with Velcro. And <laughs> well, it's a, you know, a little more efficient all around. Not a zip-up hoodie, it's a Velcro hoodie. That's now. right. When we come back, we have more with uh, Tom Watson from King County. He's helping us uh, recycle and get our stuff repaired for free. For free. Stay tuned. <laughs> Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House. I'm Marissa Kleiss with Team Reba. 
Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes with Home Street Bank. In and the studio, we have Tom Watson here, who's been talking about Thread Cycle and all the other cool King County recycling programs. That's right. And speaking of uh, recycling, well, I guess more a little bit downstream from that, I wanted to talk real quick about, uh, just to let our listeners know, there is a, a um, measure that's going uh, before King County and a proposed septic system fee and monitoring requirement. And this is something that's fairly um, new. There's, uh, we're just going into the hearing process for this. Uh, but there will be a, a hearing held on Tuesday, June 21st, 630 at Tahoma Junior High School. That's down in, um, in Ravensdale. So they didn't make it super close by to you know, some people in King County. But uh, basically this um, is a proposed program that will require everyone with a septic tank, a septic system, uh, to uh, undergo um, uh, monitoring and testing, and uh, and right now um, it's a it's a it's a requirement in Washington State when you sell a home uh, in King County at least I believe it's all through the state uh, that you have to have your septic system inspected by a certified inspector, usually typically pumped out and inspected. And uh, I actually just went through that myself. Uh, I have properties on on septic and. Uh, I, it's a boy, what a jobs program that one is. I got to tell you, I paid somebody, you know, I don't want to say how many hundreds of dollars to, um, to sit there and pour water down a, down a box for 25 minutes. But, um, you know, it, it, uh, my system was working fine and I suppose there's lots of them out there that aren't. And if they're not, then that's going to be, uh, a, a big problem, you know, with, with pollution and especially, uh, for homes that are located near sensitive areas, um, you know, wetlands and waterfront and that sort of a thing, it can be pretty, pretty disastrous to the environment. So I'm sure it might be considered a hassle for the, some of the property owners to have to go through that. But as you say, it's, it's really an environmental benefit. It's benefiting the, the whole community and the whole area um, by paying more attention to those septic systems. And that, that meeting you're talking about, I, I believe that's in the Covington Kent area. It is, yes. And, and uh, not, not too inconvenient for many people in South King County. So if they're interested, that that would be a great thing. Definitely to, be a good to thing attend. to to think about showing up to 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 uh, listen to the presentation and, and and have your voice heard. Yes. So, and Tom. So while while we're at it, let's uh, let, speaking of, of recycling. Um, so so I know you're not directly in charge of the recycling program, but Marissa had some questions. Apparently, you've got a lot of stuff that you recycle. I try to recycle everything I can. I yeah. mean, we're pretty avid recyclers. I mean, I even found out if lids are over three inches that they can be recycled. So that was news to me. Yes. But um, our big thing is we live in an apartment building, and we just have the, you know, the big community dumpster. And I have wine bottles or beer bottles or you know any kind of glass jar and we don't have an actual glass bin, so we've sometimes just been putting it in the big can, so we don't know if we're going to get in trouble, because it doesn't seem like maybe those get sorted out the same. How does that work? Well, I live in an apartment in Seattle also, and apartment buildings should all, in Seattle, should all have recycling and um, food waste collection systems or, or programs. And you can check with your property manager. Most of them have the the information from the city. In general, it's the same thing that the overall um, Seattle program accepts. Um, sometimes there are limitations for space or other reasons. Is it an older building or a, yeah, a little bit older? And and that can be a challenge. I, I'm very sympathetic to to the property managers and the owners of buildings trying to 
to incorporate this recycling and and composting collection. But they do, um, I believe it's required for a number of recyclables and for the the uh, organics for the compostables in apartments now in Seattle. And and so they should be able to tell you what you can do. At, um, glass, is, glass can be kind of a challenge if if you're not sure about about something, it's okay to put it in the in the garbage and try to find out whether it's recyclable for for the future. For the for the food scraps in a lot of buildings, like where I live, you do need to take down your food scraps, and they provide. Um, my building provides containers and the the kitchen top or under the sink containers. And I've seen those little green baggies. And compostable bags. Okay. My my building and many buildings will provide those for free too. Oh, wow. Or you can buy them at the at the drugstore or grocery store. So they're making it easier and easier. But but I really think that for recycling, you shouldn't make it this onerous kind of job where it's taking more time. If it's not going to be easy for you then it's okay to put things in the garbage sometime. Don't feel guilty about that. I, it's really up to the manufacturers to make it easier for us to recycle and make recyclable products help fund wait, recycling. Wait, wait. So now I, I don't live in the city of Seattle, but from from what I've read, I have this vision that there's like, I don't know, call them like stormtroopers that are going no, around no, no. inspecting the garbage that's cans. That's what people call me, Eric. They say, oh, you're the recycling police. And that's not what we want people to 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 think or do at all it's we we want it as a service and we're trying to reduce the amount of money that the government and taxpayers have to pay to handle garbage sure. and so so that's why we're doing it and 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 it it should be more it should be more convenient and we we need to do a better job of of educating people about the options for recycling but but if it's if it's too hard for you to to recycle, to take something somewhere for recycling. Sure, sure. In most cases, it's okay to put that in the garbage. Certain hazardous waste, no. Something like a compact fluorescent light bulb, that can't go in the garbage. There's a, there's some other things, electronics. But sure, what sure. What about batteries? Batteries, the regular alkaline flashlight-type batteries, um, if you don't have a convenient recycling option, you are allowed to put those in the garbage, but it, it's better to try and recycle them if you can. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I know. I know the thing about fluorescent uh, bulbs and and all that. Though that's a that's a no no. Mm -hmm. um, so um, motor oil, we can recycle at our local um, transfer stations, and some some may take that, and more more likely. Well, it's the in King County, it would be the transfer stations where they have the. Um, Household hazardous waste disposal. Got it, got it. And I would even want to double check that, but I believe that they and some other locations, um, I believe some auto parts stores will take mm -hmm. motor sure, oil sure. for recycling. Yep. Oh, absolutely, so. done that before. What about what about paint? I've got about thirty cans of paint in my basement right now, and of various colors. I mean, I could mix them all up, and it'd be a beautiful <laughs> look, like the studio here, maybe a little nice. <laughs> Hope or something. Well, reusing that uh, would be great if you could Re, um, use but, it on, on the inside of a garage or but something. But if it's latex, um, w w is there a rule that I, I heard if I leave the lid off, let it dry out, that I can just put that in the in the garbage? Only if it's entirely dry. And usually you have to put something in it. You have to put kitty litter, 
or you can buy a product that's similar called paint hardener that you put I in see. there. Okay. And 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 leave the lid off and put it in the garbage and they'll they'll take that with the lid off so they know that it's not All right. Cuz I heard you somewhere could donate that donate it to someone. If they if it's usable. It. No, I don't know. Well, don't you have a friend that wants to paint their house 15 different colors? Not those colors. No? Well, <laughs> you know you're 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 um, laughing, but but it um, can be something you really could do to a theater group or something like that. There are places that take donations of of paint. Okay, Ma- maybe I'm, not a friend. I'm going to try and stump you here, Tom. Then okay, okay. we're almost mattresses, out of time. I know <laughs> mattresses. There are some mattress recycling locations. You can find those on our website. You could just search King County Recycling. We have a great. Um, tool on there called what do i do with click on that and for all different kinds of things including mattresses you can find locations but don't don't just dump them at the side of the road um it you know if if it's really in good shape you might find some place where you can donate it but but find a place to to recycle those um we're trying to get a law eventually um and many states already have this where you can recycle where where the the uh, mattress industry would help fund the recycling locations. For oh, mattresses. interesting. Sure, sure. Okay. The, uh, yeah, because I know that that can always be kind of a dilemma. It's like, I got this thing. What am I going to do with a, that? There's it? a number of problem items like that. Mm. Um, and it's it's interesting. Recycling's fascinating. And, and uh, we appreciate all the efforts of people like you guys to recycle as much as you can and, wow. and reuse and reduce. I got caught the other day. I, I was at the dump, and I, I, I had a tire, and that got in the... That's another in the one. garbage, and Uh-oh. and I didn't even really think about it. But when I was pulling out uh, to pay, this is at another dump, not your <laughs> fabulous dump. This is one. But boy, they had eyes in the hills, and they knew, you know, they got me for that tire twenty bucks. I think it was. So, anyway, well, Tom Watson from King County, we really uh, appreciate you joining us on the show today and learning about the the uh, thread cycle program and and your your um, your uh, um, repair cafe. So, thanks so much for joining us. It's been fun. Thanks right. so much. And join us next week, 3 o'clock, uh, every Tuesday for Open House with Team Reba. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.